This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Well, if you were one of those who back in the 80s would uh, turn a fair chunk of your disposable income into 20-cent pieces and frequent the local takeaways and gaming parlours to line up for your turn at Spacey's, Pac-Man or Donkey Kong, you'd be excited to hear that you're about to get your chance to step back in time. From next Wednesday, the 14th of September, the Retro Gaming Lounge will pop up at 125 George Street, featuring an amazing collection of gaming classics. Here to tell us more about it, uh, Clinton Rowe and... Jonathan Quayle, thank you both for joining us uh, this morning. It's good to have you with us. This exhibition has been developed by the Retro Museum, and the Retro Museum, Clinton, is yours, right? Yes. Tell us how that all originated for you. Um, I've been collecting for about the last 15 years now, but because I've grown up all through the 70s and 80s, all those aspects of technology of has always been there with me so um, in terms of games you know, we started off with a handheld game and watches and it sort of progressed to the, the game consoles and the home computers and and you know that, that led into doing computers at high school computers through university and into the workforce as well so I've always had that passion around technology and and computers. Were you one of the ones who would go to the local takeaways and spend your 20 cent pieces or was it more the home gaming that was your thing? Um, it was both, so went to all the arcades in the Needham, whether it was Knight Rider or <laughs> Pluto's or um, Wizards and There's Bide- some names. Video Village. And <laughs> yeah. Don't exist anymore, do they? No. Uh, and no. that's an interesting thing in itself. So... Uh, you, you, you mentioned you've sort of started to collect. What are we talking about in terms of your overall collection? Um, well, it's a very wide range of um, computers and video games and then even other aspects of technology as well. So the, the, the main part are the computers and um, video games and of that there are about 600 computers and about 6,000 computer games, video games. Wow. Mm. <laughs> and do you store these at home? Um, in the homes, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> two, two houses stacked full of the, the collection. Well, it's great that you're going to share some of that with mm. the people of Dunedin. Um, this, of course, is uh, a kind of combined um, exhibition, Southern Heritage Trust, in conjunction with the Urban Dream Brokerage. And we've heard uh, previously how the Urban Dream Brokerage has been making creative use of unused spaces. Uh, Jonathan, tell us how this came to be. Right, well, um, Clinton is uh, putting this exhibition on as an introductory exhibition for the Powerhouse Festival, which is an industrial heritage festival the Southern Heritage Trust is running in October, and we're delighted to have Clinton's collection featuring as part of that. And we thought it would be a really good connection with the Urban Dream Brokerage, um, because obviously we think it's going to have a lot of appeal across a wide range of ages. So putting it in an inner city shop front was just ideal for us. We've got a really good spot right next to Trade Aid in George Street, so it should work well. I can imagine you'll get some great foot traffic through there. That's right. We're talking about games, um, Clinton, that, that are not sophisticated by today's standards. But they really made a huge impact on a on a whole generation across the world, didn't they? Oh, these games are part of part of culture, and you know, when it was was it the Japanese president who um, at the Olympics, you know, came up through with the Mario outfit, and you know, these games have you know stood the test of time and are you know 
sort of franchise names and titles through to the um, through to the day. So. so, what are some of the key titles that you will have uh, available during uh, this period at the Retro Gaming Lounge? So, there'll be a lot of the classic games like um, Sonic the Hedgehog and Super Mario Brothers and Pac Man Space Invaders. And then even some of the more obscure ones, the older ones from the home home computer era. And then if there's um, on top of that, there's going to be a lot of games on display as well. So you'll be able to go there, pretty much interact with every um, every display there. You'll be able to play games on, and then there'll be some other games from the history to to look at as well. So free of charge to have a go? Absolutely free of charge. Yes. Uh, where have you sourced these from? I mean, some of these things I imagine are quite sought after. Uh, there's a big interest around collecting you know, retro video games, retro computers now. So my collection is actually almost exclusively from Trade Me. So mm. a whole house full, and you'd probably have to see it to believe how much <laughs> you can fit into a house. And yeah. uh, <laughs> There's a very narrow pathway down Clinton's front hall <laughs> and one chair in the living room. But you trade me. Um, I've found virtually nothing in Dunedin over the last 12 years, which is kind of, I guess, how people view technology and obsolete technology and um, the value of it. But, but there's a lot of interest now. Yeah. How robust are some of these arcade games? I mean, I guess at the time they had to handle, handle a fair amount of punishment. Yeah. Oh, so for the exhibition, um, it's the home era of video games and computers. So these are the home computers and yeah. the in, in the home rather than the arcade cabinet. So in terms of robustness, they're not quite no, not as robust as the arcade cabinets. And um, I mean, that these are pieces of uh, equipment now that are over third. A lot of it's over thirty years old mm. and, and well beyond, I guess, the the design and how long it was expected to last. So. Do you attempt to keep them alive if they if they do fall over? I mean, is there any way that you can do that these days? Um, you can. I mean, it's getting increasingly harder to find and source parts for for some of them. But um, like for me, it's been a matter of having a, enough of these that for the exhibition, I've been able to go through them, find one that's working, and be able to use that. And then for the future, if you know, I ever get the permanent installation in the museum, then I will need most of the collection working so they can be used in an educational context and on, yeah. on and usable. The Powerhouse Festival, Jonathan, mm. um, this is an interesting way to introduce it. Uh, what's intended for later in the year? So we've got a whole range of events happening in October, um, mostly based in South Dunedin around the gasworks because that's where Dunedin's industrial heritage was really born and has its greatest strengths. But we've got a whole range of things, um, everything from building tours to lectures and workshops to performances in heritage spaces, um, things like an aerial silk show at the Gasworks, for instance, with an Alice in Wonderland theme, um, all kinds of events going on over about a, a week. In, at the end of October. And how locked down is that program? Are people able to access that yet or are you going to launch that more formally at some point? We'll have a formal launch at the beginning of October um, but they'll be able to find information if they just Google Powerhouse Festival Dunedin. Um, there's some information up Another there. fantastic festival to add to the many indeed, that there are in Indeed, Dunedin. it's a busy calendar. Yeah. It's a very busy calendar, very exciting times. Um, Clinton, throughout the rest of the year, is there an opportunity for the people of Dunedin to enjoy your collection, or is it just for you and your mates? Um, 
uh, my, my place is always open to show people through the collection. It, it's not going to be aesthetically pleasing to look at as the uh, exhibition is going to be, but um, yeah, I, mean, I have a website on the internet and um, I'll, I get inquiries for people to come through, have a look at that. And, and do you also have a few evenings around where people are actually gaming solidly all night? Um, unfortunately, with the amount of space... There's no room. <laughs> There's no room. There's no room. <laughs> But Clinton's collection does get out of the home sometimes. Um, I first learnt about it when he brought a whole lot of stuff to a Star Trek party and had it all around the house. Um, so, yeah, it does get airings now and again. We also have an exhibition of, of more of Clinton's collection in the Powerhouse Festival in October, and that's based on appliances and computers that were made in New Zealand, which is not a common thing to happen no, these right. days. So Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to finding out a little bit more about the Powerhouse Festival as we get closer to that, I think, Jonathan. It'll be good to touch base on that again. Mm, sure. I'm just turning back to this particular exhibition. Is, what do you reckon? Are there people, younger people today, who would have a genuine fascination and interest in these in these games? I mean, how do they stack up when, when a, kind of a younger person who's, who's using much more sophisticated computer gaming uh, comes up against something like the ones that you've got? Right, well, these games are actually quite simple and very accessible to play. So um, the, the essence of all these old games, you know, or of the newer games, are found in the old games. So I was, when I was working at Otago Girls, and I was doing the um, tech support there, I, I did some computer displays there, and the girls were just fascinated by these games. I had the games playing there, and they were, during the intervals and lunch times, they were... Really engaging with the games and uh, enjoying them. Well, there'll be many younger people to whom a lot of the titles don't mean very much at all, um, but I'm sure they'll be taking up the opportunity to discover. Mm. So it all opens on Wednesday next week, correct? That's right. And runs through until the 25th of September, so that's a decent chunk of time. Um, just remind us about uh, the venue and the hours for the Retro Gaming Lounge. So it's at 125 George Street, which is right next door to Trade Aid in the, the first block of George Street there. And we're open seven days a week, 10am to 6pm. What do you hope, uh, finally, gentlemen, what do you hope that people who visit this lounge will take away with uh, from the experience? Um, well, t- to enjoy... To enjoy and appreciate these old games, and to you know, see them in the context of, sort of ha- how old they are, but yet yeah, you know the, the relevance of them and their place in the history and their effect on, on the culture. Um, so and uh, I guess uh, Jonathan also, it's a good opportunity just to remind people about the Powerhouse Festival and uh, that there's more to come. Indeed, and also for people to experience Clinton's amazing collection because it's a pretty remarkable thing to have here in Dunedin, so we're very pleased to have a chance to show that off. All right, well, it's been supported, of course, by the uh, the Urban Dream Brokerage and the Southern Heritage Trust, and no doubt others have come board, aboard in terms of um, sponsoring and making it possible. Feel free to thank, thank a few if you've got them. Yeah, sure. Uh, we've had funding from the DCC and Creative Communities, um, Restore has been very helpful lending us furniture, um, and there's a few other furniture shops that we um, in South Dunedin that will be loaning us bits and pieces too. Nice. Looking forward to seeing this. Thanks for coming in. Pleasure. Thanks very much. This program was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.